Hello, this is Tom Brevoort. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 220, and uh, it's, uh, I've labelled it, you know, I was trying to find a, find a name for it. I've labelled it Moonshine. I have no idea if that works or not. It's a new comic <laughs> book <laughs> review, and you are with your two high priests of Conchu, uh, Rebecca and Ray. Uh, Rebecca, how are you this early morning? It's, it's early in the morning. <laughs> Uh, and I have been up a fair bit of the night, and oh gosh. we have a new Moon Knight uh, run to talk about, so that's that's the only thing that matters. Oh, yes, and what an issue. Can't wait to get into it. Uh, yes, this is, for all intents, a, a reaction episode, uh, so the, the uh, issue was released on the 21st of July, just just yesterday for me, anyway, Rebecca, yeah, it's yesterday for yeah, you, yesterday technically, for me, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's fresh, fresh off the press, and, and we'll get right into it as to the reactions, what we thought. Uh, before that, of course, a big thank you to our sponsors, our Petrunis, uh, those listed as co-producers and executive producers uh, on each of the episodes. Thank you so much for, for helping uh, contribute to to putting out this podcast. So a big thank you to Daniel, Justin, Derek, Kyle, Wayne, Jordan, Josh, James, Russell, and Anthony. Uh, thank you very much. Also, on top of that, Fringe Night by Daniel Doing, an original indie comic based on Erie, Pennsylvania's very own mysterious superhero. Go check it out. I've got something in the uh, spectacles later on, just how you can support that. Uh, as well as Hello Headphones, empowering gamers to play at their best, and Dreamland Comics, the superhero superstore. Uh, so, yeah, Rebecca, uh, a very exciting issue. Only a little bit of news uh, that's mm-hmm. come out during the week. Uh, and that was as posted in our Facebook group and page and social media platforms. Uh, the cover to issue four of this series by Jen McKay and Alessandro Capuccio uh, has been released and it, it has kind of turned a few heads. Rebecca, what are your thoughts on this cover? I, I, I don't know. Are there any thoughts other than it's Tigra? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I guess just very excited. I, I guess it's because it's. Um, uh, I was just uh, tweeting with World of World of Tigra, World of Tigra on on right. Twitter. Uh, it's just it's just I, cool, and and the yeah. the past yeah, well, yeah. tomato tomato. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> We've oh, got to ask I'm her. I'm going to claim random British accent. But I have no idea. <laughs> Tiger um, makes more sense, I guess. But oh, yeah. oh look, I don't know. There's my yeah. difference. Tiger makes sense. Tigra sounds like an actual name. So hey. <laughs> true. Um, but I guess it surprised people because of their early association in the West Coast Avengers. Uh, some people have been calling for it for a while. Um, you know, it's been oh, decades, really, yeah. um, before we've seen them. That brief stint in God and Country by Mike Benson, we had that um, scary hallucination of, of um, I'm going to call it Greer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but so on the cover of this, it, it just has you know got a lot lot of tongues wagging as to them teaming up. Uh, I guess the story as well. We don't know. Uh, there's a maybe, little bit maybe of a. Jed really likes cat, women, cat related 
Marvel characters. Who knows? Oh, true. Yes, of course. Yeah, that was I, I had... my real thought. I was like, oh, he's collecting all the cats. Uh, I approve. And... Next, next Hellcat. <laughs> but she's oh, in Iron Hellcat. Man. Yeah, Patsy. She's in oh. Iron Man. Oh yeah, I I read the earlier Iron Man issues. I hadn't been following it though, but I remember she teamed up with him. Yeah, so she's still with him in the series. Yeah, yeah, very much. Oh, cool. Oh, cat lovers out there, you must be all yeah. a very uh, you know very well satisfied. Um, but the synopsis for issues issue four and look, we haven't even technically delved into the series yet. Is um. <laughs> A night in the life. From waking till midnight, Moon Knight's life is filled with peril. A mysterious foe attacks from a new and unexpected direction. An old foe comes to visit, and Moon Knight finds himself. Oh, sorry, an old friend comes to visit, and <laughs> Moon Knight. Fi- <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. I was about yeah. to say. I was reading that, going, oh, "Hang on, when are they going to get to?" Um... <laughs> an old friend comes to visit, and Moon Knight finds himself answering the same question over and over again. Why do you wear the mask? Featuring a guest appearance from the striped sensation Tigra Tigra. So, <laughs> um, so McNiven cover looks pretty cool. I just, you know, it's um, just basically them with their costumes in tatters. Um, yeah, but, they uh, look like they're yeah. fighting on the same side, which is good, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so exciting to see. But as I said, like, we don't even know what's in issue one, two, and three. We will soon. Uh, so we don't know the context for this at all. Uh, but, uh, yeah, interesting stuff by way of news. Uh, Rebecca, I'm very excited about this issue. Shall we just jump into it yeah, now? Yeah, let's do it. Excellent. So this is Moon Knight and going off the wiki fandom, this is Volume 9, Issue 1, so released July 21st, 2021. We have uh, writer Jed McKay... Penciler Inca, Alessandro Capuccio. Uh, is it Rachel or Rochelle Rosenberg? I'd say Rochelle. But... Rochelle Rosenberg, colorist. Uh, VC's Corey Petit, he's uh, uh, no stranger, on Letters and Tom Brevoort as editor. So uh, currently available only on floppies and digital. It's just come out, as I said, it's as fresh as you can get. Uh, so if you've got your copy or if you're reading your digital, uh, yeah, read along to this discussion. Uh, now... <laughs> Loonies, for those that don't know what Rebecca and I will do, we'll go through a synopsis uh, to give you a roundabout summary of what the issue was, but we'll get into it in our discussion with notes um, and aspects ranging from the writing, the art, themes, characterizations, and holy dooly, were there references to other runs? So, um, yeah, all of that. And I've actually added also uh, notes at the end, Rebecca taking a leaf out of some other podcast. So just any little tidbits uh, I found interesting anyway uh, that may be, may be of interest. And we will uh, cap that off with a moon rating. So, uh, Rebecca, may I ask off the bat which rating system you'll be choosing today? Um, oh, oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> it's got to be Connors. <laughs> no, Connors choose rating system. So for, for some listeners, we have two systems You'll get the difference. Uh, one's called the Vanilla Rating. The other is Con Issues Rating System, Our uh, one of the OG hosts for this show. One has uh, okay, swearing so... in and the other doesn't. Exactly. <laughs> one is absolutely surreal and the other is pretty much straightforward. Um, okay, so here's the bare bones, i.e. the synopsis. Uh, Rebecca, do you want to do Do you want to do it? If, is that okay? Yeah, go or... on. Okay. I'll do um, it. Excellent. Uh, there we go. 
Amidst discussions of his relationship with Konshu with his therapist, Dr. Sturman, Moon Knight stalks the streets, protecting travelers of the night and those who seek help at his newly formed Midnight Mission. He deals with vampires, human rats, supervillains, um, with deadly force, but not without some silver linings. Moon Knight takes in an involuntary vampire named Reese, but also runs into a fellow member of the cult of Konshu, Dr. Bader, who has no compunction to meeting out justice himself. Elsewhere, as Mr. Knight, Dr. Sturman tells him the story of Cademan, Cadmon, Cadmon, uh, how one can be elevated after interacting with a higher being. So could Konshu have altered Mark's brain to be something more extraordinary? Later, back at the mission, Mr. Knight and Reese, his vampire aide, uh, watched across the street by a mysterious figure intent on Moon Knight's downfall. Uh, added to that, Dr. Bader comes home only to reveal he is the other fist of Konshu, intent on punishing Moon Knight and serving Konshu as the hunter's moon. Yes, sirree. Wow. Um, I'm saying that of the issue, not of my writing there, of the synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> the synopsis. Um, your reading of it, Rebecca, it was, it was faultless. Uh, but yeah, the issue, my gosh, there were plenty of things uh, happening. A what a setup. Um, yeah. I don't know, uh, Rebecca, I'll, I'll give you the, the first first dibs here. Uh, what, what would you like to chat about first? What stood out? What stood out? Um, what stood out was how Jed managed to get so much dense history and referencing mm. and make it make sense, I think, for a new reader. Um, like, none of it felt clunky. And, mm-hmm. and as we, you know, we've discussed various of his comics, it's very easy to get clunky about the DID, about um, the whole Conchu thing about all his history and and yet and we we start with action and and having these sort of the the flip between action showing his new mission and him talking about his new mission there's a uh they're sort of like they they parallel each other but there's a there's some disconnects mm-hmm. like what he thinks he is what he might be what he wants to be and then it almost it makes sense that the um, uh, antagonists are people trying to break that apart, but there's yes. people around him helping. But we've had, and then the only area that we don't get any reference to is his usual um, gang of friends mm-hmm. and helpers, and it's not meant. Then none of them are mentioned, and that that means there's this. You don't need to. It's like it's like if you added that as well, that's too much information almost. When you've got the rest of an arc to to sort of like reference that in, like we're getting this is the status quo now. This is how it works in terms of him fighting. This is how it works in terms of his mental where he is with his mental health and his religion. So every single thing that we would normally put in our top 10 things you need to know about Mooncast, Moon Knight, are covered mm. except for his supporting characters. And that, I didn't feel, I didn't feel their loss. Like, yes. I expected to be like, oh, where are they? And I didn't feel their loss. I, I felt like, oh, that's something we can go to later. I know where I am. And, I, and also, I thought it was pretty masterful that we got action 
straight away and because I, I remember like you know we were talking about with um Lemire run, run and some of the Bemis run is not getting much of him just going and fighting baddies so so here True. we get he's going and fighting baddies but also we get the other stuff as well and it's it's a really nice um I think it's a really nice bit of window shopping for new readers to say this is what the character's about yeah, uh, without getting too complicated, but being just complicated enough to grab us, the the sort of like slightly bigger fans. Yeah, look, I think you've definitely covered like really one of the main um, things that I found very interesting for this. And, and we discussed it a little bit, uh, Rebecca, I saw your comments as well on, on Twitter because someone had asked, uh, you know, Moon Knight, should I pick it up? Do I need to know about the past runs? But I mean, you're absolutely right. Uh, Jed does a very good job, and oh, I just love those references. But it's not referenced like too much that I believe, as a first read, a first time reader, you'd be lost. Um, I think he balances it quite well. Um, all you just need to know is is what has been said. You know what they're discussing. So yeah, and, and um, all the things he says aren't duplicitous. Like it's not mm. like we're going, oh ha ha, he told the therapist this, and we know that's not true. Yeah. So, like, there's no gotchas for a new reader. Yes. And I think, uh, you know, like we're, we're going to keep coming back to this, but with the TV show coming up, with people more interested in some of the, uh, even without that, like, the MCU is, like, moving into sort of lesser-known characters generally. We know Moon Knight's not as well-known a character. And there's a lot that's clamoring to under, to know a little bit about him before the series. Um, yeah. Like I hear a lot of people going like I don't know anything about him. Where should I start? And this, mm-hmm. so it's it's really nice to see a number one come in and just go. Here's some things you should know about him. Yeah, oh, and I totally agree with you about uh, his support cast as well, uh, like his close network. I don't think I've actually come across anyone commenting yet online who's talking about issue one no. that are saying, oh, what about, you know, what about Frenchie? Yeah, what about Marlene? really miss Frenchie, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is really testament to Jed's writing because uh, I think, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. Putting that in the mix as well as introducing these new characters, it's just going to be too much. It's going to be too heady. So um, let, let's focus, as as Jed said, a laser focus on this. Moonot's gone on his own. Uh, we get introduced to these new characters, namely Reese and and Dr. Bader, um and this mysterious person and at the Dr. end. Sherman. Dr. Oh, and sorry, yeah, Doctor Sturman, yeah. yes, of course, um, who who has a history as well. I mean, yeah. Jed mentioned um, she she is you know renowned in the Marvel universe. Well, sorry, um, she is in the Marvel universe already at this point. Um, but I, th- I essentially Reese and Doctor Bader are, 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 um, are, are newly created it's characters. New so, yeah. Mm. But uh, yeah, absolutely. The references. I mean, gosh. Uh, so. Yeah. I've got a list here. Uh, it, it's brilliant. I I loved it. So at the beginning um, with the the session with Dr. Sturman, there's a mention that he's died, of course. There's a quick recap of the origin, which only lasts, what, a page, Rebecca? There's a nice little splash of him in yeah, front of the... Yeah, he's done so nicely, actually. Mm. It's just like, you know, because that's the beauty of talking to a therapist is you have a reason to like you know they always give us give us a sort of dialogue point where you can so it's usually like a journalist a baddie Mm -hmm. you know like and it's just a therapist works very well both for mark's you know uh mental health and Mm -hmm. for coming out of the avengers if people have read that and then but it it means you can touch on things like you being 
Jewish, but the avatar of an Egyptian god and starting a mission, which I know some people, I mean, I I was like, "Mm, Jewish guy running a mission. That's a little bit, but, you Mm. know, but he, but they deal with it. And like, you know, um, they, I like him bringing up that mercenaries are bad men. Bad bad things. Um, Also as well, which is foreign countries for money. Oh but yeah, let's, he, not, he op- let's not sugarcoat it. It's bad. Yeah, so. he openly admits it. Um, and there were references to Africa, South America there, which for me I took it as the Sudan, which was in the origins, and uh, and Bosco Verde. I mean, a, a fictitious yeah. Um, yeah. thing, but you know, it it seems to fit well in South America. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's true. Uh, as you said, there's a, a link to a reference to the Avengers more recently. Avengers 31 to 38, which was the age of Conchu. How Conchu is currently imprisoned. And I like this uh, aspect, Rebecca, of how he's the priest of someone that he doesn't really look up to anymore. Like he's, um, yeah. he, he knows Conchu's unworthy, but he's still carrying out his, his work. So Dr. Sermon's going to... And that... he still feels he has a duty for having yeah. his life saved. So yep. um, there is something almost Jewish about that. So, ah, but more yeah. of that one, I'm a bit more awake, but the, the, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that is interesting. It's not uh, uncommon, I guess, in, in Moon Knight lore that, uh, I mean, obviously they're always at loggerheads, um, Moon Knight yeah. and Conchu. But I, I guess the way that it's been um, framed here by Jed and, and Dr. Sturman, like she really calls it out. She's like, but you know, are you a yeah, heretic? But I mean, what are you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because that's the, the, the thing is that like in Judaism, there is quite a big tradition of questioning God. There's right. lots of there's lots of people in the Bible who did it, but even like during the Holocaust, a group of rabbis put God on trial. Mm. So I mean, like yeah, there, right. there's right there, there are this, some parallels. Yeah, yeah, there is there is a tradition of this kind of like you know of having faith, but also not blind faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that's very cool. Then I mean, that is that works very well. With the yeah, Moonlight when I character. read the whole thing, when I read the whole thing about what are you an apostate, a schismatic, a heretic, and I was like, a, you know, a priest at odds with his god, it, it's like it just it 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 resonated, and I don't know if it was meant awesome. to resonate in that way because I think it works very well for Mark and his current yeah. situation, but it also was like, oh yeah, um, if you ever want to read about that trial of God, incredibly good book. So wow. Well, yeah. I'm going to lay claim that Jed intended that. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's awesome. Awesome bit of, I mean, if you look at it in that sense, my gosh, that, that's a great way to, um, mm-hmm. to to integrate the Judaism into into Moon Knight yeah. um, and yeah, his yeah. faith, yeah. Um, so, yeah, references of, of at the age of Konshu we got. Um, but going back, Dr. Sturman talks about how he had died twice more uh, and yeah. – on the nose references there to Mark Spector, Moon Knight, The Scarlet Redemption. It was part three, issue 28, when Mark gets thrown into the, is it the Hudson? The river. Yeah. Um, yep. And he literally dies there, but he comes back. And, of course, at the end of that run, issue 60 uh, by Terry Kavanagh, where Spectacle gets kind of blown up. Mark does that and and offs himself. So harking back to the 90s run, which I find very cool, you don't often get references to, to Mark Spector Moon Knight. No, you really so that, don't. Which is cool. No. And um, it's such a nice little reference, like kind of how many times you died, you know, like because they are yeah. trying to get to the bottom of can you die. Well, that, that's, um, that's 
again, what really amazed me as well, it's like this this question that Jed throws up, Sturman throws up, but J- Jed does as well. Can Moon Knight yeah. die then? You know, because yeah. it's proven that he, he comes back and again and again. And a fan of the character, you'd love to think, yeah, you know, he's almost immortal. Um, or it's is he? Also, it's also kind of almost on a meta level quite funny because you could say that about almost every comic character. But, like, <laughs> yeah, true, there's true. a specific resonance for it for Mark because of the sort of, like, having this interaction with a god and having been actually resurrected the first time um but like you know we laugh about how many times correct characters are killed off and uh you know so i i gave that oh, yeah. a kind of you know that can you die is like well you could really ask you know how many oh, times okay. could we ask other people that, you know yeah, true. But yeah but this <laughs> but it that, makes I mean, a lot more sense that, that's true i mean and it goes a step further as well i mean moon knight yeah. uh, for me makes this statement that reminded me of the Ellis run where he says, I'm not real. Uh, And he says it uh, to the vermin characters. He basically says, I'm Moon Knight and I don't die or I can't die. Um, And it's that level of, uh, you know, has he taken on board what Sturman said and is he starting to believe that now himself or has he come to that realisation? That's that's how I took it is that like, it's kind of in the top of his mind. Like, like he doesn't know, but he's, gonna say it mm. and like you know yeah uh, which is a really kick-ass moment um yeah uh, and just bouncing off that i mean we'll get back to more references but uh just bouncing to the artwork rebecca i just wanted to say i know we have um our thoughts on the art but i think moon knight's depicted quite uniquely here i mean he seems to be drawn differently to everyone else uh, as in I guess the textures mm-hmm. of the inking. There's, there is a different text. There's a definite different texture to the inking. The blacks yeah. aren't solid. Mm. There's lots um, of spaces in it. He's got a glow also as well. In in um, yeah. there's a bit where he's talking to Reese and he's he's literally kind of glowing. His eyes are glowing as well. So mm. he kind of looks a bit otherworldly, and and I like that aspect of the art. Um, yeah, I like the new uh, outfit as well. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, uh, I. Th- I think Alessandro Capuccio was saying uh, that they did draw from the Shelby, uh, but it's yeah. got a few tweaks here and there. It has lots um, of phases of the moon on. You'll be happy with. <laughs> it does. Well, he's got those. Is now the most prominent ones seem to be off these shoulders, which yeah. I can see very much being you know the larger crescent darts, so to speak, because he he seems to have them, but you never see him use it. Um, I can see him using them. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I like the kind of eclipsed moon on his like sternum below the new moon like the black oh, oh yes ah oh, yes right yeah. i didn't um i didn't notice that. i'm looking at that splash now where he's saying and, and yeah yeah for sure that, yeah which uh goes i guess it's a it's a real negative to uh to hunter's moon you see he's he's obviously yeah, the negative yeah, version exactly. and he's got the yeah, he's got the full moon on his forehead. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so I mean, that's pretty cool. Um, I just uh, let's just go through just a couple of other things here. Another thing references um, there's a, a reference to the Ellis and the the Wood Run of uh, Volume Seven uh, with Doctor Eliza Warsame. So she was the therapist that Mark had before, and she was the one that yeah. Mark's talking about was trying to trying to kill him um, yeah. before. <laughs> Yeah, before um, she had the same kind of, I guess, threads of thought as as Dr. Sturman about uh, yeah. this thing, Rebecca, about Cadman, Cadman's tale. Yes, Cadman's, uh, Cadman's him. 
which yes. is very cool because uh, it's another one that just got me. It's like if you're going to reference something, reference Old English and Anglo-Saxons <laughs> because I yes. had to study it. Not only did I have to study it, but um, Cadman's Hymn is only referenced to – like the only reason we know about it is from the writing of the Venerable Bede, who was an 8th century monk mm-hmm. who happened to be from where I used to live when we Ooh. first started. You know, like so up in Newcastle, where I used to live. Um, he was actually in Jarrow, which is like sort of like 20, 30, 20 minutes walk from my house. And we actually used, there's, there's an attraction there called Bede's World, where you can go and learn about his his life. And he's like one of the earliest. Um, you know, it's, he's sort of like telling us about what life was like in England at the time. And uh, so Cadman is known as being the first English poet because of him being referenced to by Bede. Um, And he was like a cowherd that was a bit like that people thought nothing of him and he was shy and stuff. And then God Mm -hmm. appeared to him and he composed this hymn, uh, which we don't really have fully. Um, but we have sort of excerpt. We have what, what Bede wrote about it. So we have an excerpt of it and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and and essentially that's kind of uh, likened to, to Mark or Sturman speculates whether something's happened to his brain or, you know, with his interaction with Conchu. Yeah. I mean, there's, uh, a, there's a couple of sort of English literary figures where you have this happen where God appears mm-hmm. and it, it changes something about them. And in Cadman's uh, one, it was good. <laughs> There's another one yeah. where they went a bit mad and wrote poems to their cat. Um, <laughs> right. which is which is another yeah. great sort of period of this but this is just a very it's just it's a really nice reference that really draws from you know like if you imagine how many stories there are about people who interacted with god and been changed in some way mm-hmm. um but this is it's such a like i liked how she she sort of did that to like did his mind actually change because yeah. cadman was specifically said to be um I guess, you know, like, I don't know, like to ha- to maybe have learning difficulties of some sort okay. and for this to have changed him. And so there's a, you know, like, there's a kind of like, I like the idea of like, what could have changed you other than immortality? Like, could it yeah. have changed how you think? Could it, could he have changed, you know, your outlook? Mm-hmm. And, and it's mm-hmm. separate from the DID. She's not saying did the interaction... Yes do anything to your mental health she's just saying did it rewire your brain in any way yeah it's it's a really it's an interesting take i think from jen mckay and mm-hmm. i think the fact that conchu is kind of established now like you see with the the avengers yeah. age of conchu everyone knows where he is now mm-hmm. they they know what he did i mean he's like it's, he's like hercules and stuff in terms of he's there he might yes. be logical but he's there yeah but it's not a matter of uh you know is mark you know, does Mark truly believe he was saved by Conchu or is that just in his head? That's kind of dispelled now. But to make it quite interesting is now this thing about, okay, how has Conchu affected like Mark's brain? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I think that's a really nice different take on, on Moon Knight. Uh, and it's something uh, absolutely appropriate to the character, his, his relationship with And it's something Conchu. that even if we don't get it answered, it's still an interesting question. Yeah. Yeah. It can be left ambiguous, I think. it'd be. Yeah, um, and I... I... I like I like that that it doesn't have to be an answered question for us to have it in the like you've planted it in the back of our mind now. Yeah, yeah. you know, so it it 
we I don't know if I I mean it'd be interesting to get an answer but I don't know if I need what is you know, like sometimes comics drop things in that you're like well that better yeah. be answered by the end yeah. of issue six like this I, I don't mind if this carries on being a sort of hanging question yeah me, me too I mean I, I wonder we might get regular appearances with Dr. Sturman I'm assuming we do um, but I, I wonder how far so, she yeah. Yeah, yeah, me too. And I just wonder how far she takes it. And and uh, as you say, though, you know, if she, if it's still left up in the air by issue six, I mean, I'm not worried at all. Um, yeah. But she does certainly bring some interesting questions about Moon Knight, um, i.e. Jed as well. So it's um, yeah. Uh, yeah, really kind of really well done. Um, yeah, uh, I know we can go to – oh, look, if I stick to a, a little bit more of um, – the references then. Yeah. Uh, so I mentioned that Eliza, uh, again, there's also a mention of, um, oh, actually, probably not. I put in Dr. Emmett. I can't remember in the run if they, they Maybe it's just that. talking about his other therapists. Other therapists. So again, yeah. So again, like we said at the beginning, you don't really need to know all of this if you're a first time reader of Moon Knight, but this is just fun for those that do know the history yeah. of it. And, and Jed, as we said, integrates it so well into the into the story that you really can't, you know, you're not you're not left scratching your head going, oh god, I'm going to have to read all this now. Okay. Um, there's talk of the Embracer, Pathfinder, Defender, which was brought up in the Ellis front, um, mm-hmm. and is very much an aspect of Conchu, but had not really been used in Moon Knight until the Ellis run. Um, so that's that's mentioned as well. Uh, there's also a mention of, of werewolves, so you could arguably and say Jack Monroe. And Jack Munro as well. Yes. Uh, is Nomad, right? Yeah. Is he? Is he? Yeah. Um, so, uh, Werewolf by Night, 32, 33. Uh, then, yeah, you do get those references, uh, Jack Munro and Rutherford Winner. Yeah. Um, so, I'm unfamiliar with Rutherford, but um, Rebecca, you had um, yeah, mentioned from, that was from a... Uh, Je- Jed's Daughter of the Drag Daughters of the Dragon Mini that he did yes. in 2018, which was probably the first of his things I ever read. Mm-hmm. Um, because of course I'm gonna read Daughters of the Dragon. Of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he is he was part of Project Pygmalion from Hydra, which is basically mm-hmm. taking people and rewriting them and to Oh. Yeah. So He's messed up in many okay. ways and also became a bit of an assassin. So, and they take him out, but they also help him. So, and then, okay, he so he's, so. oh, so he's very much, he's like a villain turned, turned hero or he's or kind of d- like set, set on the daughters, set on them. And yeah. then they help him get some help. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, yes. Which and explain uh, why, uh, Dr. Sturman, had perhaps spoken to him as one of her yes. clients. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, I guess um, Jed drawing from his uh, his pool of characters that he, he'd written to, to connect them. Uh, yeah, as why well. not? So, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so we also, I guess the other big one, Rebecca, I mean, we have to talk about Hunter's Moon, Dr. Badder. Um, he was a really good introduction, actually. I did not expect to see Hunter's Moon in issue one, like we all know the cover of issue three and everyone's kind of like, oh, this is cool. We get a new villain in issue three. I did not expect him mm-hmm. in, vill- uh, in issue one. And when yeah, we first... So everyone, who bought, everyone who bought issue three hoping for a first appearance. Yeah, yes, exactly. To be fair, you should have all bought issue one anyway. So, True. You know. 
<laughs> but we we get introduced to him beating up on Eight Ball uh, as Doctor yeah. Data, and and at that stage, I just thought like at the end of this conversation with Moon Knight, I, I just thought he was uh, one of the acolytes of Konshu. I'm thinking, okay, this guy's this is another little part of the mix I did not have in my mind Hunter's Moon at all. So then at the end, when we get Doctor Better walking home and putting on that mask and having his own statue of Konshu. Yeah. And saying, I'm the other fist, I'm going, oh, this is such a stroke of genius. You yeah, know? and they also both run free clinics to help yes. people. And yeah. if you look at what, when he first meets him, Dr. Bada's all in sort of oranges and, well, yellow, I guess, sort of like mm-hmm. cage yellow, uh, orangey, like more sun colors mm-hmm. and marks in his black. And uh, yeah. But he, he slags him off straight away, Dr. Bad. Yeah, he coming, does. <laughs> you're not doing a very good knows, job. And he, knows his, and he knows his mark straight away, but I assume Cult of Conshu gets some insight there. Oh, yes. That's true as well. And um, to be yeah. fair, Mark starts off with, I outrank you. <laughs> true, true. I mean, Mark's playing the power game as well, but... Um, but to be but, fair, but, like, you know, you'd think being called Moon Knight, you would, you know, like... Yeah. Oh, no, for sure. Um but he he makes some good points, saying disappointed in in what you're doing. Um, you know, you, you're left you left our you know our god, our master, um, in prisons, mm-hmm. and you're not do, you're not doing anything about it. And you're also allowing vampires in the territory. It's blasphemous, that sort of stuff. So uh, he seems to be very, I guess, set and straightforward in how he has to serve Conchu. Like he's very um, devoted, I guess, compared to Mark. Of all of Mark. He is. I noticed that as well. Yeah. yeah. I, first, when they would, and and I wondered in my head, okay, was that intentional? Because we know Mark is, I think six foot two, six foot four, six foot two. I think he's pretty tall. I have so, no idea what ideas. I'm glad you know, Mark. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> <I do. laughs> a big black um, mark against me. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, but that's a point though. Like he's taller than Mark, so he's yeah. he's a big dude. It's uh, definite. Like in that way, he's, when Mark's handing him the handcuffs, there's a, yeah. there's a little bit of physical intimidation there. Mm, mm. Um, so he's a very interesting character. I mean, I know a lot of people, uh, I'm going to shout out Russell from the Tomes of Evil, very interested in this new villain. Um, his podcast all mm. about villains. Yeah. Uh, Hunter's Moon, uh, he's got a whole heap of terrifying weapons at that last page. Um, yeah, yeah, so he, he's... Uh, He's one to look He's out for. Definitely up for the the fight. Sorry, what was that, Rebecca? Up for the fight. Up for the fight, absolutely. Uh, and I guess we if we go to so the, we know he's going to be an antagonist to to Moon Knight, yeah. but Jed doesn't stop there. Um, he's got someone, and I like the way that he introduces him um, because. We see Dr. Batter just walking past the mission, past Mr. Knight and Reese, And then you've got this, this other faction, this other party, just looking through yeah. the blinds across the road. So he With, immediately um, to me... I, what's that, yes. a surveillance camera? I don't know what that is. It looks, it looks like a satellite dish, yeah. which makes a sat- no sense. I think, yeah, what? I think that's to pick up the, the audio. It's like one of those, um, I don't know, maybe... Mega. I'm 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 sure there's easier way to bug people, but yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a night. Nice, it's a beautiful visual shot of it, so I don't care. Yeah, 
It's very cool. Um, but I think it shows that they're, they're not connected. I'm assuming that at least. He's not connected to Dr. Batter at all. He, yeah, he seems to be just someone, yeah, someone out to get Moon Knight. Uh, and there are little tidbits here, Rebecca. I've got a, a massive the- theory now. I, so bear I, I've, I've seen your theory. But <laughs> <seen my> theory. <laughs> so bear with me. Um, so if you look, the guy behind the laptop has got all the du- all the juice on, on Moon Knight. He knows the identities. There's a pin board at the back with the Daily Bugle on there. So it's like, oh, well, that's a bit interesting. Um, and what we've seen, Jed has introduced at least... Uh, two Spider-Man villains here with Vermin that Moon Knight uh, fights and and Oddball. Oh, no, sorry. And Reese has Eightball. a Spider-Man cup. And Reese has a... Yes, he has a Spider- she has a Spider-Man cup. I'm just cup. there to, like, egg you on before telling you I disagree, but carry on. Okay. okay. Anyway, uh, the, the thing about Vermin, he can clone himself. That actually came from an amazing Spider-Man story arc called Hunted. Uh, where Craven and uh, another villain uh, actually put Spider-Man through the ringer, uh, but the other villain is Arcade, and Arcade actually injects Vermin and you know gives him this ability to clone himself. Now, looking at this guy in the shadows with a smile, you know, kind of like a you know, dare I say, a Joker-esque smile. I was going to say, please say Joker <laughs> because we have to we have to cross that. Uh, Ruby's yeah. on some point. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but he talks about he wants to make a project out of him, which we know arcades, you know, they're all games to him. Uh, you know, um, he's been contracted to, to set up games. Uh, he mentions about his statements are usually big, lots of flash, lots of pizzazz, lots of bodies. For me, that says arcade as well. Uh, the only thing I don't kind of see is why he has this kind of hatred for, for Moon Knight. Um because he's generally a contractual like villain, he, mm-hmm. he gets contracted yeah. into. I think that's to the, do that this. is the that is the big the the biggest flaw in the. Like I don't mm. dislike the theory. I think it has a lot going for it. I think you're right in everything you've said. I mm-hmm. just, I just like I don't know. There does seem to be a big personal, like yeah. the thing about you've like wanting why he's wasting his potential. Like what what does he want to do with yeah. Moon Knight? Uh, why so does he want that? to break his faith? And it, and it is going back to a, a word he menticide, which is beautifully yes. slipped in by Doctor Sturman. And then this, yeah. then we actually get this is what this guy wants. The the antagonist, this antagonist. I'm saying antagonist right now because I'm, we're not sure they're bad guys yet. Mm-hmm. Okay, but they're definitely antagonists. I mean, this guy seems much worse than Hunter's Moon, but they're definitely antagonists for Mark. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, because Menticide is about breaking someone's faith. Okay, um, right. And, uh, and, and you know, for anyone who hasn't, yeah, it means uh, an, a, a systematic effort to undermine and destroy a person's values and beliefs. Okay. Oh, so, yeah. Great, great pickup, though. Yeah. I have another random one for you. I have nothing yes. to back it up. I just wanted to say I, this word to matter. you in a yes. podcast again, cool killer. <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> I came. Uh, that was in my mind as well, full killer. Because um, I can't yeah. ever not think full killer. But I, again, I don't see why there would be a personal connection there, and mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't say that his statements are usually big either. Oh, so I, uh, you could argue. I mean, like, because he's what he does is is pretty. 
Well, yeah, yeah, but I, I don't think being... he's known for a big showy yeah, yeah, like, uh, body counts and things like that, whereas Arcade is. Yeah. I mean, and, um, you know, I'm not going to mention what other people speculated because let them do it as feedback. But there were some oh, other yeah. suggestions I think have a lot of weight, I think. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, um, well, I I mean, I, I with the Daily Bugle thing, I immediately thought um, Sin Eater as well, but I, I don't mm-hmm. know. He was I in the see, Amazing I, Spider-Man. I, I think I think the Daily Bugle is a nice drop in there. I'm not entirely sure it's the clue everyone thinks it is. Okay. Because if you were tracking superheroes in New York, you would probably have a copy of the Daily Bugle. That's true. But Rebecca Subtlety, you said the Spidey Mug. No, I know, <laughs> but they could also they could also be like um uh like fools like Easter eggs. Do you know what I mean? Like they could yeah, be like, yeah, and yeah. then and then you pivot, True. and it's just someone, and and it's, I would say, you know, like someone random. Like I'm just saying that I I don't think it's given. I think it does appear that there's some like a connection to street level or Spidey mm. related things, but um, it it yeah. could be like a, a sort of dis, a deflection. Or deception. It could be. Yeah, I'm like sleight of hand. The word. I mean, that's what I mean, sleight of hand. Um, yeah, because, be. you know, like, the fact that he's got the sort of um, uh, perp shots of, like, Mark, Stephen, Moon Knight, Mr. Knight, Lockley, mm-hmm. um, with a daily bugle, it could just be that that's how he's been tracking them, or it could be, like, it, it could be something related to the bugle. So, yeah, um, I'm true. just saying, like, I'm not as good as I'm not really good with speculation because I tend to read something like this and just go, yeah, I'm in, and yeah. and just and just let it unwind. But I really enjoy other people's speculation, and I, you know, so I, I I'm not really here to say you're wrong. I think it, it's an interesting oh, yeah. idea. I think every idea people have thrown out so far is interesting. Yeah. Um, I, look, so, I, 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 this is I'm not sorry. Yeah, um, I saw this is Ru- Rutherford winner actually. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Well, it could well be. I mean, that that could uh, his name is mentioned. I mean, it could be, but it seems again like I'm not sure why he'd do it on his own yeah. behalf. Yeah, you know, oh, like look. because it doesn't seem to be anyone working for anyone else. This seems to be. I'm I'm going to come in oh, and like do a, this to a you. Personal vendetta. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah um. Look, this has kind of rubbed off on me. I want to shout out Sarah and my co-host from To Know Who Is To Fear, Spider-Woman podcast. She she loves doing tinfoil hat theories <laughs> and um, hearing her theories with the Spider-Woman series uh, and then looking at this first issue of Moon Knight, you know, just like a kid in the candy shop. I had to I had to really get into it as well. It is fun. Um, but, yeah, I generally just ride, ride the wave and see what happens. But um, looking for these clues, you know, whether they are clues they or are not. They are very cool, yeah. Um yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, so anyway, Jed, if Jed is listening to this, he may be, you know, you know, chuckling away at at all these uh, at all these attempts at discovering who this mysterious person is. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But that's mine. I'm going to lay claim to Arcade. Um, <laughs> I'll lay uh, we'll claim see. to Full Killer, which I have no yes. backup for. I just like Full <laughs> Killer. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone who's listened to the Moonlight podcast knows how much I like Full Killer. I have like no, I, I don't honestly think it's him, but um, I like whoever it is, and I like their Joker smile, and that made me laugh. Yeah. So because it is so like that final panel of him is so Joker. 
that that is. And uh, do you recall, Rebecca, as well, I think Russell was telling me, because I was speculating, spectolating with Russell, um, in our discussions, our chat with Jed, did he say that there would be no... Did he say something about that it wouldn't be... It wouldn't be an established Moon Knight villain, right? So, yeah. Yeah. okay. Oh, he did. Okay. So, yeah. So we know we can take them off the table. Um, so yeah, cool. Still holds. Still because I, I I thought at first after reading it once the issue, Rebecca and, and you know I, I thought it was Randall for some reason, but then it just it didn't make sense. The more the further I I dug deep. Yeah, like since uh, I've just done the Randall podcast with uh, Russell, I'm like, <laughs> so that's someone who's died a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so this mysterious figure, very exciting. I, I love how this is introduced. Um, anything that keeps you as a reader kind of guessing and, and on yeah. tenterhooks for the next issue is, is a good thing. And also the unexpected reveal. So as I mentioned, that reveal of Hunter's Moon, which came earlier than I expected, uh, that was really cool. Um, and I, I not pick... very, very much like... I would like to thank whoever did white on orange for the text boxes for him because it is ah. so clear and easy to read and I'm yes. so sick of uh, antagonists getting red on black or orange on black. Oh, yeah. Good point. It just can't oh. read it. And this is so beautiful. And also, oh. so here's, here's my little... So all the, all, the, all the speech bubbles we've had or whatever people call them michael or whatever they're all uh very traditional very rounded Uh jaggy normal um the fonts really not you get to hunter's moon they are perfectly regimented little like you could have done them on a computer kind of like um Ah. rectangles with their what do you call that rectangles Uh, about the rounded rectangles oh the beveled edges yeah yes right yeah uh they're very contained and ordered mm. and placed perfectly with none of the little, you know, so everything, it just gives you this little feeling about what kind of person he is. Yeah. Like some marks a normal, like, but all over the place, like all of us um, mm. and, and normal and just, and then you get this perfectly, you know, his, his talk, how he talks to Konshu, yeah. greatest God oh. of the great gods. Well, sure some people would uh, have something <laughs> to say about that well i mean it's great you're right it totally sums him up doesn't it um he's he's full-on devoted uh he's a devout follower uh and he yeah he's i wouldn't say robot-like but he's just yeah he's just very he's very just driven clinically and ordered clinically. and yes yeah so and you literally and he even mentions your right hand has failed your left hand hasn't and it's it's yeah. almost like that right hand like right side of the brain left side of the brain split of like yeah. um between them and yeah it's a really such nice a cool parallel th- it's such a cool thing and the left hand as well sinister you know yeah the double yeah. The double meaning for that um it, it's it's such a cool idea from jed um, moon knight requires yeah. correction which uh, yes well yes yeah, a very kind of uh you know regimented like yeah. language. So you have yeah, Hees all... wants to punish him. The other dude wants to break him down. Oh gosh. Yes. Uh, to and see, to see what's underneath everything. So that's mm-hmm. kind of cool. So like, so that he wants to break him down to see what you really are, which is kind of also what the therapist is doing, but in a different way and in a supportive way. So you have all mm-hmm. these, these things playing into it to really beg that question. Who are you? 
And on top of that as well, Rebecca, uh, I'm going to segue into Reese. He's mm-hmm. uh, well, they, they yep. described her as a receptionist or she's an aide or something. I like how Mark says, I like you. We get along because you, you're the only one that doesn't try to fix me. So yeah. And everyone she's... else really is trying to fix him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Him so down she... to fix him. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that's actually really cool. And it just occurred to me when you were mentioning all of that. I mean, the, um, the, the mysterious guy, um, you know, Hunter's Moon, Dr. Sturman, it's like, yeah, but Reese is like the control for that. She's like the, the um, complement to that. She just, she's also she's the, just there. You, the, the traditional, you save me, so I'm going to yeah. come help you. Um, yes. But, but not in a kind of subservient, oh, my God, you're amazing. You saved me. Yeah. You saved my life. It's oh. more like. You know, like, no, get your own coffee. and uh... I love that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that because he asked her um, while he's in, in session, and she go get yourself. But it was really good, I think, later on. Cause you, so then you do kind of get a sense of there is an, um, a friendship there because she just brings it to yeah. him as well and makes, whether or not it's an excuse of like, oh, well, I just remembered I can't drink coffee, so here you go. Yeah. So yeah. there is a nice, there's a, a nice really relationship. I like the dynamic. Really. Oh, me too. Me too, as well, and and the fact that she thinks that they get along because she's biologically compelled to keep the same schedule, but then he says, "No, no, it's because you you don't want to fix me." And I think there's a lot of comfort in that. He kind of gets to just relax a bit around her, doesn't you know? Have him interrogated. I think yeah. around all the forces we've got in this comic of therapy and antagony, antagonist, antagony. I'm making up new words. Um, <laughs> Mark in that one panel shows a very good sense of understanding himself like this is why i like mm. you it's not just because i'm trying to to help you because you've been turned into a vampire you don't know what to do about it no like the, the, it, i i recognize why i like you is because you're not trying to fix me mm. so like for all the some of the previous depictions we've had of him about not being sure about things uh, having mental breaks um this is just seems a, a moment of clarity. Mm, it, it, it does. He's pretty clear throughout the whole issue, but like just that one is like him understanding why he likes someone. Yeah, yeah, it's good. And again, like um, you, you know, we're getting a really good introduction to these new support, or this support character at least. Oh, Doctor Stone. And I if guess. I wanted to look into it much further, I'd be like, I wonder if maybe some of his supporting, his old supporting cars, tried to fix him too much. Mm, yes, and this is uh, why that's uh, he's taken a bit of a break. I was I was thinking that as well. Like when he said that, I was thinking, does is he kind of indirectly referring to like Frenchie and Marlene in particular? You, you I know? mean, it, it has a a level of wistfulness mm. that that kind of implies it a little bit. Like you could take it that way, or mm. you could just take it for what it is. So exactly. Exactly, but uh, but Reese is a cool a cool character. Um, I wonder, Rebecca, if we will see the other three in yeah, the van, you know. um, because they were quickly forgotten. So Moon Knight dispatches with the two uh, who were obviously there that had turned uh, the four of these innocents, uh, one including yeah. Reese, uh, but the three just be. I wonder. I wonder if they return. We don't know. We'll have to see. Um, now, just finally, Rebecca, uh, before I guess we wrap things up, uh, other big sweeping things here. I'm looking at uh, the Midnight Mission. I mean, what did you what did you think of this? We do get a whole series of, in in really 
I think Jed again does this really well. Uh, like you get the sense that there are a lot of missions that he's been on. Like he mm-hmm. takes on a lot of uh, cases. Uh, so we see obviously the vampires were one of them. We get Vermin. Uh, this this older lady comes and um, sees Moon Knight, Mister Knight, about uh, the rats in the building. Hey, yeah. Vermin. Uh, and then you get you get one on eight ball, um, but we see him like one of the things that stood out for me. He's arm wrestling Frankenstein. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah, there's a very much a monster <laughs> so element. Funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there seems to be like a bar full of Franken Frankenstein. Hang on, I'm having a quick little look because it's a smaller. Um, yeah, they all look like to be Frankenstein people because they've all got like stitches around them. Uh, and they're kind of egging this guy on who's doing that arm wrestle with, with Moon Knight. Um, yeah. Pretty funny. Uh, so I like how you get a you get an overall sense that he's been busy. Like, you know, we're establishing that. It's not like the mission is is just starting. Like, he's got he's yeah. had all these cases. Um, yeah, I like even, how it's inters- And I also like how it's interspersed with him, like, sweeping the pavement in front of the Moon Knight mission. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I like uh, that kind of, like, level of domesticity yes. versus the action. I, I think it does it interacts very well. The paneling's great. Yeah. Um but just yeah, showing all those things at once. It's just getting a lot of information into a very small amount of space. Yeah. And and that's all you really need to do. I mean we know that there'll be probably cases down the down the track, but just to let us know, okay, it's well established. And and I do like that as well, Rebecca. I think it really grounds it by having the domesticities yeah. Um, yeah. you know, just him, Great just him moons on the walls. Love mm-hmm. it. Oh, just you taking a breather. You, Mr. Knight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, just taking a breather in front of the, in front yeah. of the shop, so to speak with oh, the chair and just, it, it's just really cool. It, it brings him down to earth. Um, yeah. So the midnight mission, I'm really, really enjoying. Um, just, like uh, with that, comment there. I can't go on seeing enemies behind every drawn curtain. And on the next page, there's a, an enemy behind oh. the blinds. <laughs> that is funny, actually. <laughs> um, like, like directly opposite them. I'm like, it's like oh, fuck it. I mean, you can't get any cl- any closer and any you know behind a drawn curtain <laughs> yeah. than that. So, <laughs> uh, but there are um, a fair few other things. Is like oddball. There's a look of oddball. He throws him off the roof. Um, yeah, I love. I that. do. Yeah, he he's yeah, it was uh, a apparently big splash of color for Oddball as well. It was just nice. Yeah, yeah, it was it's really cool. Um, I did a bit of research as well. He apparently is a a drinking buddy of Eight Ball uh, in the bar with no name. Um, very <laughs> uh, famous villain hangout. Uh, he's he's apparently in canon. He's dead as is Eight Ball. So both of those characters, Jed has resurrected uh, just for this, just to meet a, a quick demise yet again. Um. Yes, yeah, so eight uh, oddball is there. Just just a villain who apparently is really good at juggling Rebecca, which I thought was really, really interesting. Yeah, <laughs> very very odd. That's why his name, I guess, says it. Uh, I was going to say it's all, it's all in the name. It's all in the name. Yeah, true. Uh, any uh, any thoughts on on art or anything, Rebecca? Before we wrap up, I I wasn't sure about all of the art. Mm-hmm. Um when I went into it, like, from the preview. But actually, I really liked it. Like, mm-hmm. I like that kind of sketchiness about the blacks in the outfit. Yeah. I like Mark not being quite... Um, and then but then you and then you switch to the Mr. Knight, and it's all very clear-cut. I like mm-hmm. that sort of difference between Mr. Knight and Moon Knight in that. I, I think I love the colouring. 
throughout. The coloring is great. Rosenberg does a great job. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. there's a really nice mix of some detailed backgrounds and some undetailed backgrounds. You look at Dr. Okay. Sturman's office with all the books and stuff like that, but you get yep. some of the more action scenes and it's a bit less. It's a bit more focused in on the people. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Carry on. Oh, no, I was about to say, I, I kind of agree with you with that. Um, there are some great, like, backdrops and stuff. What what I do, like, one of the things I, I would love, though, is that, yeah, some of those backgrounds are a little too, a little sparse. Um, like, uh, you know, and this is obviously, it could be various factors for this as well. Um, so there are beautiful shots of the city, but sometimes, yeah, the streets and, the, and stuff look very bare and clean. I, I'd just love to see a little bit more um I think I know, it detail. does its job. I think, like, yeah. given like the sort of monthly comic cycle, I think they're detailed where they really need to be. Like all oh, the absolutely, they are. Konshu, yeah. the books that. I, but yeah, you know, I don't, I don't disagree. I just think that, like, I didn't notice it when I was reading it because I was too taken up by the action. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it. I think in that way. It's fine, and when you get that big splash page of the with the where he's asking Reese to do a mic a mic check and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that the skyscrapers yes. there are oh. incredible. So I'm like, it's, look, it's if we lose a bit of background on some of the pages to get those kind of shots, I'm all right with that. Yeah, agreed. And then, I mean, but I then you look yeah. at the coloring of like when they're talking on the park bench. The yes, the, the coloring is brilliant. Lighting. I love that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Then the yeah. switch is in styles when he's doing all his different action sequences to all the purples and reds when he's chatting to Reese and some mm-hmm. of the beautiful shadow work with that the guy with the Daily Bugle thing, like from mm-hmm. the shadows from the blinds. It's just really yeah. beautifully done. Oh, it is. It is. Um, yeah, so, look, I, I can't... But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like the art a lot. And uh, mm-hmm. I think now I'm used to it. I don't, I don't like the covers as much, but luckily they've given us... Oh options of a billion covers <laughs> yeah yeah look i'm like you as well i am um, having seen a taste thing oh yeah exactly exactly it's a taste thing and and i was like you though like when seeing the previews i thought oh am i gonna really like the art but uh, i have to say every shot of moon knight is brilliant with his different mm-hmm. texts i love how he um capuccio's depicted moon knight uh yeah you're right the backdrops are great uh you know when and they I like are the vampire's there. fangs are spot on. Beautiful yeah. Fangs. Oh, Beautiful fang yeah, work. Even, even the setting of Mr. Knight's armchair, you know, with the, with the, uh, the fronds mm. um, and, and the hieroglyphs and everything, really good. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was just a little quibble uh, for me about, about that. Um, like, just also, as we'll say, like the, the vermin fight scenes, uh, again, look, call me... A spoilt, a spoilt reader. Yes. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, maybe a bit more sound effects, stuff like that. Because some some of the action scenes seemed really they quiet little, for me. They are a little unsound affected, but uh, yeah, I didn't it just really comes across it. very. Like it's only when oh, you okay. mentioned it that I noticed. Okay, it just it just seemed a little silent for me, and then whether that is an intent um, that I mean, I but just, they managed just... to get the motion really well. But yeah, you're right. There's just there's just a little bit of a little bit less sound effect, comic book sound effect. Yeah, and and the beginning with the van um, when that kind of creaks over and stuff. Yeah, mind you, mind you, I love the use of the Moonlight's cape. There's that that panel where you get the, the yeah. movement of the van, 
and it's almost yeah. as if he's crawling inside. So you see the the cape kind of slowly going in. Um, that was really cool. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, the art is really good. So um, yeah, really, definitely a beautiful thing to look at. Uh, the colors are brilliant, and the writing is is there. Uh, Rebecca, shall we shall we get to our rating? Oh, hang on, sorry, I've got just a couple of notes. If that's okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I had just things that I didn't know, so people may know. Uh, the vampires mentioned the Omicron level. Uh, yeah. And that is the 15th letter of the Greek alphabet. So if you're looking at a pyramid scheme, those vampires were way down, <laughs> way down it. Because they're going, if you turn someone, you can, you can reach the Omicron level. Uh, still a long way to, still a long way to go. <laughs> um, also, when we see uh, Dr. Better, he mentions eight, eight ball was trying to steal some Oxycontin. And that's a medication used to help relieve severe ongoing pain, so um, stuff like um, cancer. Um, so that was just the drug that he mentions as well. Uh, and, and that's about it. We've covered all the others, Jack Monroe, Rutherford Winter, or Winner, sorry, and, uh, and the other three vampires. But just in case you're wondering about those things. Uh, okay, as for ratings, Rebecca, how are we going to go here? This is uh, You know I've already picked Connors for one reason. Oh, are you going to go it? I want to give it... Yeah, I am. I want to give it a 10. Excellent. Um, a cool. big fuck off moon. Oh, they are far and few between. That is brilliant. So Rebecca has given it the big 10 out of 10. I am changing my score. <laughs> I'm going to... I mean, not, not too bad. Only to bump it up to... And I, I have to use the... I'm using the vanilla rating. I'm going to give it a full moon. So that's in the range of the nine and a half say, to 10 out of 10. Uh, I've got to just take a little bit off, um, just from those little quibbles that I, I mentioned. But as far as first issues, setups, and entertainment goes, this has it all. It is very solid, a very solid book, uh, solid reading, um, visuals, beautiful to I look think, at. honestly, it's one of the best number ones I've read in a long time. And I, I don't say that specifically because I'm a Moon Knight fan. I just mm-hmm. mean it feels very accomplished at... Um, tying in a little bit of history and a setup for something new without feeling overwrought or slightly short, because sometimes they feel yep. short to me because you don't yes. get a lot of new information in in number ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I think like yeah. you know, like, I I don't think it's perfect despite the ten out of ten, but um, I think it's about as good in a number one as you can get. Therefore, ten out of ten. Mm. Uh, yeah, and I think it helped as well. Jed mentioned, he asked Tom if he could have another 10 pages. Uh, so mm-hmm. it, it, mm-hmm. clocking in at 31 pages, so four ninety nine, I think it was well worth yeah. it. I mean... Um, it really, it, really benefits from it. It does, yeah. I mean, I was looking at... I was trying to reminisce about issue 188, Rebecca, with the Beamersford, because I know we love that as well. A very different kind of first issue, but um, was, it was, was highly it was entertaining. It was also... Ex- it was it, it it was also I think it did it introduced a lot of new characters very well, mm-hmm. um, and you know we got more revelations about his inner party, uh, inner group, but um, it didn't sort of do the uh, sad. Uh, it didn't. It wasn't quite as good at all the referencing of all the old stuff. Yes. It didn't need to be because of what he was doing. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. a totally different run. It's like, but yeah, I True. also. I thought that was another very good one. But at the time, I mean, we, we scored that one very highly and deservedly so. Yes. But at the time, there was a lot of good 
number ones coming out because they were doing that whole the whole Marvel Legacy reboot. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and there were yeah, a yeah. lot of good number ones. Um, I don't remember seeing as good a number one as this one for a while. Um, yep. So it's um, just very tight. It's very tight. Like it's yeah, yeah. It's just it's just it's just very t- exactly. It's just yeah. pretty pretty good. And if if we can keep even. 75% of this quality going forward we're very happy yeah oh, me, me too as well um, and so readers if you haven't read it yet if this hasn't kind of uh, you know wet your appetite uh, I don't know what will please go check it out uh, if you have read it already I'm going to give a, a going to jump straight into next phase we're going to do a bit of a feedback episode so get your feedback in let us know what you think as well of this yes, first issue come we- up with some we want more speculation yes. Oh, absolutely. We always try to as make it a bit of a possible. Yeah, yeah. Try to make it a bit of a, a an a occasion, an event. These issue one, so um, and a new series as a whole. We try to make it a little special. So, uh, yeah. Let us know your thoughts, your theories, uh, and uh, we'll read it out and we'll discuss in a feedback issue or ep- uh, episode um, coming up. But Rebecca, that pretty much takes us uh, to this reaction episode. Thank you so much. Uh, gosh, you're probably only starting to wake up now as well. Yeah. Just about, I'm just about finished my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I've still got a bit more on my tea left. Um, but yeah, as I mentioned, so next phase, listeners, we'll, we'll try to get some feedback, a feedback episode that will be coming hopefully soon. Uh, but we really wanted to get this reaction episode out as quick as we can after the release of the, the comic book. Uh, Spectacle-wise, a, a shout-out again to Tomes of Evil. There's a Moon Knight a Villain Mania Month. Rebecca, you've just been dropped on that episode uh, discussing yes, I Randall. Just did Randall. Yeah. Yeah. You want to know really cool. all about how badly Marlene comes out of every Randall appearance. <laughs> yeah, I've listened to about half. I'm, I'm still going through it, but uh, yeah, very highly entertaining. Uh, Chad was on before talking about Bushmen, so plenty of Moon Knight villains there. Go check out Terms of Evil. Uh, Daniel Doing's got a GoFundMe for Fringe Night issue six. Uh, the link in the show note there. Show notes there. Paul Davidson, uh, Moon Knight alumni uh, from the Bemis Run. He's Kickstarter for Fantastic Illustrated. All about his artwork and and how to how to draw uh, is still out so um, check that out if you want uh, and finally Moon Knight Origins they've got an Indiegogo page they're doing a Moon Knight fan film it looks really cool uh, again links in the show notes go check it out see if you can pledge uh, they want to do behind the scenes stuff uh, they've got a full cast hope to get them on the show very soon as well uh, and finally as well there's the phases of the Moon Knight essays examining the world of Moon Knight by Scott Weatherly go Email Scott at 20thCenturyGeek at Gmail if you want to write about Moon Knight and get it published. Uh, very cool. And paid yeah. as well. So uh, so once again, Rebecca, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, can't wait to, um, to to look at the next one. We've also got another little thing coming up, Rebecca, uh, with, uh, I guess, a spotlight on DID, which will be very cool to, I to do. I am so excited about that. I cannot yeah. even. I know I'm sounding tired and stuff. I literally am really excited about it just from the the initial introduction we've had to it mm, i can't wait i'm gonna to have to fit that in somewhere but um we'll, we'll definitely make sure we can do it hopefully not in the wee hours of the morning for you, for you rebecca yeah um. it's just i like, if it happens it happens i know i have a weird yeah. time zone compared to everyone else and as it happens i usually am up in the middle of the night so yeah 
you're very much a Moon Knight fan, Rebecca. Yeah. Very, very much. <laughs> anyway, having uh, having said that, take care, everyone, and uh, make sure you watch over the denizens of the night. Later. Thank you. Bye. Loonies, you can contact us through various social platforms. You can drop us a line on email at itkmoonnight at gmail.com. We have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash itkmoonnight, and a Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash itkmoonnight. We are on Twitter. Our handle is at itkmoonnight, and we're on Instagram, Tumblr, YouTube to search for into the night a moon night podcast we're also on a discord just search for the server into the night with a k please leave an itunes rating or review if you can it helps us reach other loonies out there too also if you have any feedback we also look to improve ourselves and the show finally we're on all good podcast catches apple podcast google play stitcher Spotify, iHeartRadio, also on PodCoin. Please check us out and share episodes with your friends. Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners. Mm-hmm.